Hello, and welcome to the Daily Grind Podcast, the Ministry of Faith Baptist Church. It's a daily podcast Monday through Friday on our Daily Walk with Christ, hosted by Stephen and Andy Bitsko, myself. Today we'll be using the Logos Bible software or your Bible alternatively, as well as the 365 Days of Spurgeon devotional text, both of which can be found at Logos.com. April 21st, The Carnal Mind. First text that we're going to be reading today is Romans chapter number 5 and verses 6 through 11. Take a moment to find that in your Bible or to find it on your device. And in Romans chapter 5 verse number 6 we see, For when we were yet without strength in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man for one will one die, Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so... But we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. It says here, Andy, but God commandeth his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath. We discussed this earlier. We discussed Mm -hmm. that wrath and how you have that relationship with Christ. If you accept him as your personal savior, you and him uh, you and him are like the the branch and the vine. You abide in him, he abides in you. Mm-hmm. He will protect you and save you from that wrath. Yeah. Well, what is that wrath, Andy? Hell. I mean, that's about <laughs> as much as you need to get. Yeah, that, that wrath is hell. And that wrath is a burning hell of fire and brimstone, of gnashing of teeth. And that's all saved through him. Now, another thing we want to discuss here, look, just looking at this verse. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. We have that blessing. We have the atonement of Jesus Christ upon our life, meaning that, We're not living for just ourselves, but we're living for him. We're living through our life for him. It's that works for Christ. Again, uh, you know, we discussed this earlier many other times that, you know, you you can give all your money away to charity and you can live in a cardboard box saying, you know, I am doing the great works for God right here. But still, that will not get you to heaven. Still, that will not get you to the through the pearly gates, to the streets of gold, to the Jasper. Well, you still it's still not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think something important to note about these verses, and two things actually. First is, you know, Romans five eight. It's you know, the, everyone learns the verse if you've been in church for any amount of time. That's a verse you're going to hear a lot. But no one looks at Romans five nine much more than being now justified by his blood. So more than being justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. But also the second thing that you should look at is, in this text, it says twice, much more than. It says it in 5.9, 
as well as 511. Much more being reconciled. So not only are we reconciled, we We're, shall be saved by his life. It says twice, and it, something that's really interesting in the Bible is if you study the Bible, when it's repeated, when it's repeated multiple times, he's real. The God is really trying to drive home the point, whatever that point is. And in this case, the point is that he saved us. He sa he points that out three times within four verses. We sh he, Christ died for us. Much more than being justified by his blood, we shall be saved. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. He three times he brings it back to he saves us. Mm -hmm. that, that is very important. It, it brings that importance of that blood. It does. Of what that blood did by, sh by washing away our sins. But also brings that much more reconciled. Mm -hmm. Meaning that without a doubt, you should ha have a doubt in your life. You should have not a doubt in your wits that if I accepted Jesus Christ, I will never lose it. It is reconciled. It is done. It is over with. I have a Savior, Jesus Christ, in my life. And that's something that can never be taken away. Definitely. Can never be taken away. Definitely. And that shows the true atonement of Jesus Christ. And I, I just love that we just started this lesson with Romans chapter 5, verse 6 through 11. And we're going to carry on with... Spurgeon himself. There he is, Andy. <laughs> I Spurgeon. I thought it was too, but we still got Spurgeon to talk about. The carnal mind. Enmity. 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 I've been practicing that one in the mirror, and it just it, it's a tricky one against God. Now, this obviously we're going to talk about in the next sermon of the sermon. That was delivered April 22nd, 1855, on the Sabbath morning by the Reverend Charles Spurgeon himself at the Exeter Hall and Strand. And, uh, we are going to look at just that excerpt. Excerpt. Now, obviously, I mention this every day because I don't want people to get confused. Boy, Spurgeon's really short-winded. You know, he just talks a couple paragraphs and that's <laughs> it. And where's that preacher at, you know? No, he is very long-winded. The sermons are quite long. I did. I looked at one of them. It was, You're it was looking probably at 11 pages. Pa 11 pages. And that, not the big print either, the small yeah. print. And they didn't have the voice dictation that we have today no. where they have a software where you can talk into it and transcribes everything. There was actually a person, or maybe people, Okay, that wrote every word, and then they probably got together and took notes and said, did you get this, did you get you that? you remember a time when we used to, like, go to a place to, to talk about God? Th that I remember a time. You know, that place was that. called church. It had four walls. That's what it was. Yes, That's it had it four walls, and I remember back in, I want to say March of 2020. It was, it was a long time Maybe ago. it was February 2020. Yeah. I, we're, we're, get, we're getting sidetracked. Yes, getting but sidetracked. I remember. Now, we just... Turn on our TV at home, and we watch them through the television. We watch Pastor Rinka right there in our Samsung television, all of 36 inches, and we sit on our couch and we watch him. It's amazing. You know, he's taken home visitation to a whole new level. Whole new level. So let me go ahead and speak here. I'm going to read this excerpt, and it says, Let me, let me suppose an impossible case for a moment. Let me imagine a man entering heaven without a change of heart. He comes within the gates, he hears a sonnet, he starts, it is to the praise of his enemy. He sees a throne, and on it sits one who is glorious, but it is his enemy. He walks streets of gold, but those streets belong to his enemy. He sees hosts of angels, but those are the servants of his enemy. He is in a he is in an enemy's house, for he is 
at enemy with God. He could not join the song, for he would not know the tune. There he would stand, silent, motionless, till Christ should say with a louder vo- with a voice louder than ten thousand thunders, "What does does it thou hear?" Enemies at a marriage banquet, enemies in the children's house, house, enemies in heaven. Get thee gone, depart ye cursed into everlasting fire and hell. Oh, sirs, if if the un Regenerated man could enter heaven. I mention once more that the oft-repeated saying of Whitfield, he would be so unhappy in heaven, that he would ask God to let him run down into hell for shelter. There must be a change. If you consider the future state, for how can enemies to God ever sit at the banquet of the Lamb? And to conclude, let me remind you, and it is in the, the text, after all, that this change must be worked by a power beyond your own. An enemy may possibly make himself a friend, but enemy, enmity cannot. If it be but an adjunct of his nature to be an enemy, he may change himself into a friend. But if it is the very essence of the existence to be enmity, positive enmity, enmity cannot change itself. No, there must be something done more than we can accomplish. Now, the verse, the text he's talking about here is in uh, Romans chapter 8, verses number 7. And it says, the carnal mind is enmity against God. So if we have so what Spurgeon's saying is that in heaven, okay, it would just feel odd. It would just feel peculiar that a person never changed their heart, never accepted Jesus Christ, is an enemy of God in that sense, being in heaven. Okay, and that they would find no joy in that. They would find no pleasure in it. They would they would sit at the the, lamb, the 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 feast of the lamb and they'll be like, what what is going on right now? I, I I don't get what's taking place. Why is that? You may ask. Well, Spurgeon's identifying that without the regeneration, meaning that without the transformation that takes place when a person accepts Jesus Christ as their savior, their hopes, their dreams, their goals. Their motivation changes of what's of this world towards Jesus Christ himself, towards God himself. Their, their whole life changes. The, the veils are lifted. The scales are rolled back. They are now looking for that relationship and fellowship with Jesus Christ, their Savior. The one they, that they just accepted into their heart, that wiped away all their sins, that, that has given the gift of eternal life. Now they're motivated towards him. And it would be odd that a person without that change of heart being in heaven. Which brings us to the thing that Spurgeon brings into his text of a question. Is the Lord Jesus Jesus Christ has done for us much more than he commanded his disciples to do for their enemies. 
So let's think about it. I, you know, when I first heard this and when I first saw this and when I first read this, I was like, hmm, let me think. What has the Lord Jesus Christ done? More than he commanded his disciples to do for their enemies. Well, let's look at this. Christ was born of a virgin. Mother Mary, Father Joseph. At the age of 12, 13 years old, he, we, we notice in his teenage, pre-teenage years, where was he? He was in, he was in the temple discussing theology, the, theology matters with the high priest, with the priests. He was, the way he questioned him was, my father, okay? He had a knowledge because he was God himself on this earth. Let's go a little bit further. At the age of around approximately 30 years old, he walks into John the Baptist, the foreteller of the, of the, uh, of, of the Messiah. He gets baptized. Jo- John the Baptist knew who exactly who he was. You're, you're the son of God. Let's take another steps forward. He, he goes ahead and he meets and he, he calls his apostles to do a work for, for God, to be fishermen of men. Let's go ahead and take a step forward. He starts a ministry. He preaches. He does parables. He, he tells people that there is a place called heaven. He tells people, he tells the Pharisees, tells the Sadducees, tells them that they're wrong, that, they're, that their works and that are dead towards God. Let's take another step further. He does miracles. He touches blind people and they become blind. The leopards, they get healed. He, 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 makes the, he raises the dead to walk again. We think of his, of his friend Lazarus. That he goes there after days and he stinks. And he tells him to walk. And he walks out of that tomb. We take it a step further. He's, he's at... He's in the garden, he's praying, he's talking to his father, and then one of his disciples comes up to him and kisses him on the cheek. This was after they just had a supper together where Christ tells him that he is going to be sacrificed. He's going to be crucified. And he's told him many times before. I forgot about Peter walking on the water, but I'll throw that in there right there. Of faith. But the Roman soldiers come in this garden and they take him and they, they put him up on... A, a trial, a fake trial, and, and put him on the cross. And he dies, not sinning at all. Now let's look at the enemies there. <laughs> let's just look at the enemies. You know the bystander that didn't believe he was the Messiah? You know, they're talking trash. Think about all the people that are around him. He, you know, you, you, you get the beautiful picture that's in the Bible, you know, people, hundreds of people just sitting there and on and listening to him and just going off of every piece of word that he says. But there's, you know, there has to be someone in the background. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about, Jesus. Uh, nah. Let's talk about the mockery he had of the Roman soldiers when he was go, carrying that cross for crucifixion, how they mocked him. How they punched him, how they stru- how they whipped him, how they put the crowns of, uh, crowns upon his head. We're talking about a man that can that can calm a storm. We're talking about a man that rose a person from the dead. We're talking about a man that did that miracle, and he still followed through, even to the point when he was on that cross. 
Abba, Father, thine will be done. He completely surrendered himself of the mockery and the enemies that he had during his short time on earth. Let's look at the disciples. They cursed Jesus three times. Peter cursed him three times. Let's look at Judas. Betrayed him to the Roman soldiers for silver. Did they take a stand against their enemies for Christ? And that's what I want to bring you to. If I take you to Luke chapter 6, verse number 27 and 28, but I say unto you, which here love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them that, help me Andy, uh, despitefully, dis- thank you, despitefully use you. I'm tired right now. I'm sorry. You're good. All right. I'm tired too. Yep. A long day today. Love your enemies. Love your enemies. Can we do that? The, the Word of God commands us. It's a commandment to tell us to love our enemies, but it's probably the one of the most difficult things because we get mocked. We get blindsided. We get backbitten. We get uh, hear gossip. We get... Sometimes it's, we just don't get the fair shake. We just do not get the fair shake. There's promotions that pass over us. There's, there's dollars and raises that pass over us. There's uh, opportunities that we pass over us. There's people that lie, lie, cheat, and steal from us. And God still tells us to love our enemies. I think something that's important about that is... You have sometimes you have to love your enemies enough to do the right thing for them. You can't go you can't go down the path they're going and you have to love them enough to say no and then tell them why. And that takes us to the second part. To do good to them that hate you. <laughs> Not just love them but exactly what you said Andy, you got to do good towards them. You got to pray for them. You got to help them. I mean, I think about this time in COVID. There might be that neighbor that plays that crazy music at 2 o'clock in the morning when I know I got to wake up in an hour to go to work or two hours to go to work. I got to love him right now. And I got to go get him toilet paper, Andy. I got to go get his groceries. I got to do good to him. He only cared about himself. He didn't care about my work schedule, but praise God, God do it, but also pray for them, which despitefully use you. I got to pray for them. Despite what happens, despite how they care about me, I got to pray for them. So I I leave you tonight, uh, listeners out there, how hard it is that we need to pray for our enemies, we need to do good for our enemies, And we need to love our enemies. Why? Christ has done so much for us. Christ, in the beginning of verses, Christ died on that cross for us. He more reconciled us. Sacrificed and shed his blood for our sins. 
And there's no place in heaven for a person that does not change their heart. Meaning, there's no place in heaven for, for a person that does not accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. That's your gift from him to you, is that eternal life in heaven. That's where the Supper of the Lamb makes sense. That's where the sonnets and the worship and praise and glory for Jesus makes sense. That's where your, 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 your body changes and it makes sense. Because we long for that. We look for that day when we have that moment with Jesus Christ. I, I want to end it today and uh, say to you, thank you for listening. Also share our podcast when you get a chance. I heard, got an email today. We are on Google Play uh, Podcast. So if you want to check out there, our plat- another platform, we're there, Podbeam, iTunes. We're almost at every point, wherever you get your podcast, we'll be there. And we thank you for listening. We thank you to uh, li- listening and tuning in every day. Um, again, we're part of Faith Baptist Church. This is our website, faithbaptistelpaso.org. Check us out. If you're looking for a church or you have any questions about any of these devotions we give to you daily, please don't hesitate to go there. Click on the contact link. Email us. We'll be more than happy to help you. If you want to take a step further, you can always go to our Faith Life website. This is our community uh, church website. You can ask be, uh, become a member there. Not a member of the church, just a member of that virtual community where you can get in- interaction with us on more of a personal level. Uh, where we can discuss these Bible verses further. We can video chat, we can text, we can phone call. We can uh, do messaging across their, their platform there. And all the resources that we have available for you is there. Don't, don't hesitate. Also, if you know someone that does need that church, please invite them. Again, we have another platform, Facebook. Again, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday is Bible study. Pastor Rinka said it last Sunday, no matter what, something will be there at 7.30 p.m. So I look for you to look on our website, faithbaptistelpaso.org, Wednesday, 7.30, 19.30 for my military members, uh, Mountain Standard Time. He says something's going to be there. I don't know what it is. We'll check it out. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.